Hey, welcome to The Conversation. I'm Andy Mason, and you're listening to authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. And greetings from New Hope, Pennsylvania. This is my office, and this is where we have our base of operations on the east coast of the United States. So welcome to 2023. If you're just signing on now, thanks for watching this. And what you're going to get today is an inside look into how I make decisions. I don't know about you, but this year, it seems like the lid is off. There are so many opportunities, so many invitations, so many things we can do, and there's so many good things. So it's not about deciding between good and bad, good and evil. It's actually between good and great or good and good. How do I decide what I'm going to do? Which ideas do I pursue? Which invitations do I say yes to? Uh, how do I How do I do that? How many things can I even say yes to? How do I walk through a process? So after you know a bunch of prayer, a bunch of time, a bunch of laying down different things that we're aiming at this year, what I'm going to give you is what we call a decision-making tree or a credo. So what is a credo? A credo is a simple process that actually is a statement of beliefs and or aims that guide our actions. Now, here's a little quick insight. I was having lunch with a coffee with my neighbor and he was telling about the credo of the company that he works for. And it got me just thinking down that lines, that little stimulated thought idea helped me actually bring my values for what we did. We already had and the, the vision, the focus, the objectives that we have for this year, bring those two things together and write these simple list of questions through which I can run my decisions or opportunities that gives clarity and confidence moving forward. Now, as you jump on this, uh, it's taken a lot longer to put this one together. You are welcome. And that's because we want you to have a tool that you can walk away to do this for yourself. If it's just one aspect that helps you get intentionality, clarity, and focus for the year, that's a win. So what do you need to do? Jump on to heavenandbusiness.com backslash decision dash guide. And right there for you, there's the notes, all of these notes, you can download that. Secondly, there's a worksheet for you to actually walk along with it and enter in your own vision values and the focus that you've got for this year so that you can develop your own decision-making process. I guarantee you it's going to help you. And if you do get stuck, don't hesitate, email contact at kevinabusiness.com. So let's just dive right in. Like I said, there's a couple of different components. Number one is what are your values? Number two, what are your objectives or what are you focused on? What's your assignment? I'm going to walk you through that. I'm going to use heaven and business as an example, and then you can work this out for yourself. At the end of the day, this is all about getting clarity and confidence and moving forward with the things that you have on your heart and that God has given you or assigned to you, your calling, your purpose, your focus on the earth during our day. So let's just dive right in. What are your values? These are the non-negotiable lived out behaviors. It's like your internal operating system. So for example, I don't have to write down things that are just so inherent to me that it's like they're going to come out of me. Hard work, I don't have to put down that. Integrity, I don't have to put that. I've lived with integrity for the 49 years that I've been alive. So that's not something I'm going to put down as a core value, but there are some core values 
that I want to keep reminding myself of that I'm living into, leaning into, and I want to make my decisions by. So what are those with heaven and business? Here's some. Actually, here's all of them. First one. Now, as you're putting this together, don't have too many. If you can't actually remember them, it's you've got too many. And, and keep them really, really simple. Now, this is not something for you to put on the wall, put on a piece of paper. This is for you with your decision making. So this is my internal core values about the business and my life that we are building that I want to run those decisions through. And actually, I want anybody that experiences me in any activity that we do to actually experience these lived out. If there's not, I'm getting away from the core being of who I am. So what are those? Uh, now, these are not necessarily in order, but just gives you a concept of them. Uh, so number one, priority of the presence of God. Our first priority in all things is the person of God. We represent the Father in everything we do. Success is friendship with him above all else. So I can ask this question. So how well does this, whatever I'm doing, represent him? Do we sense his peace or his presence as we're walking in this? Now, once you get through this, it's your turn. It's your turn to actually write down three to five core values and actually a defined sentence of what that actually means. What would that look like lived out? And here's some more examples. Being spirit-led, we continually rely on the wisdom, insight, and strategy from our growing personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. We don't live by principles alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what's the question? What, is the Holy Spirit, what does the Holy Spirit say about this? I've got this opportunity. What does the Holy Spirit say about this? You've got this business situation, good or bad. What does the Holy Spirit say about this? Uh, performance from rest. This is all about identity. My value is from my connection with heaven, not my performance on earth. I get to do this. Our value is not based on winning or losing, but in giving our best. Anxiety is evidence of an inferior kingdom. So what's the questions? Is this in my own ability or with God's? What is my level of peace versus anxiety? Am I getting myself troubled? Am I letting myself be troubled, anxious, uptight, upset in this? Or am I living from an anchored identity and my value is already determined by what Jesus paid for me? The next one is activation. God has done his part. It's our turn with him. Everything we do is aimed at equipping, training, connecting, and activating others. We focus on giving people the thinking and the tools to go further than us. So how is this activating us? How is this activating others? Does this rely on me or does it multiply me? You can see how these lived out values are then being lived out through everything we do. And this is one prime example. This, this podcast that we do is not just to uh, gather followers. It's not just to have a platform, but it's actually to give you the tools, the resources, the thinking, the mindsets that's going to equip you to partner with God in your place of work, to navigate this messy intersection of faith, family, and business. I'm breaking off a piece of my life so that you are discipled. And then I have fulfilled my assignment. Uh, what's the outcome? Transformation is our fifth core value. Now, here's the difference. Transformation is not the goal, it's the outcome. It's just like children are not the goal of a marriage. They're the healthy outcome of a healthy marriage. Now, don't get distracted, Andy. So discipling of cities and nations starts with me. We maintain a view and vision towards the big picture while faithfully stewarding what is in front of us. We focus on the few who influence the many. 
personal community and city transformation is the outcome of our healthy walk with God. So how is this? How is what I'm doing now resulting or contributing to city community well-being? Is there a bigger picture we need to be part of? What is God's dream for this event, this city, this community, this person, this family? I can ask those questions. So it's your turn. Take a few minutes. If you haven't done so already, jump onto heavenandbusiness.com backslash decision dash guide. And then you can download all of these notes. It's cheats. It's free. And it'll help you actually develop this for yourself as a credo, as a set of values, as a set of objectives. So your turn. Take a few minutes. Write down three to five non-negotiable core values for you and your business. Write one sentence for each. And then think about how would they influence the decisions that you made. This is all leading towards this decision-making tree, this credo that we talked about. So that's number one. Number two is what are your priorities for this year? So what are your goals and objectives or what do you want to have accomplished by the end of the year? Is what the vision is, what do you see? Your objective is break it down even more. Like what are those building blocks they're going to build into the big picture vision for your life, for your business, for your family? So how will this life contribute momentum to where you want to be in five years' time? What is your conviction of what the Holy Spirit is leading you into? And what is your assignment? So heaven and business, our big, hairy, audacious goal. You might have heard that phrase, the BHAG, like something so big that it scares you. It's beyond yourself. It's not in my own ability. Is for us to connect, train, and activate 1 million business people to partner with God in their place of work, to engage their faith in their place of work and engage in the well-being of the city community that they live in or they serve. So for that's for us. And a core component of our growth, our growth strategies, we're doing it at the pace of relationship. I started to think because someone asked me, Andy, if we gave you whatever resources you need to scale heaven and business, you know, how much do you need and what will you do? And I pondered over that over a few days, like initially crazy excitement. And then I thought about it. You know what we're doing? We're building at the pace of relationship. It's like you, when you're pregnant, if you're pregnant, I'm not pregnant, but I know what it's like to have four babies in a family. My wife has done that. That process, that nine months, that doesn't matter what you do, how much resources you have, you cannot speed it up. In fact, if you do, you'll damage the baby or the mother. You damage the relationship with more resources, makes it more comfortable. But if I use those resources to try to hasten the process, I'm actually going to make problems for the mother and for the child. So for heaven and business, a key and core component of our growth strategy is to do it at the pace of relationship. Otherwise, we just get a whole bunch of transactions building machine, not what Jesus paid for, which is to restore family. So over the last few weeks, I've gained some clarity on really three core values. These are examples, and I'm going to walk you through a simple process for you to do this for yourself. For us, there's three. Number one is call the crowd. It's actually Isaiah 55. Why spend your money on what doesn't satisfy? Come to me, and I'm going to give you something that will keep you going for all of eternity. So what does that look like? To intentionally gather, nurture, offer people who have not engaged with us some form of engagement that will help them grow in partnership with God at work. We're turning the crowd into customers. So what does that look like? Our social media testimonies, 
This is why we do what we do. That's moving people, inspiring them, giving them vision of what's possible if you engage with God at work. Uh, we've got this podcast. You are listening or watching this right now. This is part of my strategy, objective number one for the year. We're calling you into something further. Here's some resources that will equip, train, connect you in partnering with God at work and your place and to live out and engage in the well-being of the city you serve. And then thirdly is books, courses, and giveaways like this. If you haven't done it already, heavenandbusiness.com backslash decision dash guide. It's going to help you. And that's why we're doing it is because it's calling the crowd into customers between you and me. It's about discipleship. These are tools that we're placing in your hand that's resulting in kingdom transformation. So that's that's the first objective for the year to call the crowd. The second objective for us is to connect, train, and activate customers, to turn customers into clients. Now, again, this is discipleship. This is this underlying thing about all that we do, but we do it inside a business model. So these are examples of heaven and business objectives. I'm going to encourage you to have your own. What are your what are three objectives that are going to lead and feed into your bigger vision for the year? So connect, train, and activate customers. What does that look like? Intentionally disciple those we're engaged with so that they gain clarity for what's next and the courage to do it. It's Titus 1.5. That's where I got, got this from. I offer events, products, and services that facilitate connection, training, and activation. We turn customers into clients. So what are those, what are those strategies that do that? We've got an online learning community, heavenofbusiness.com backslash free dash trial. We're walking with a community that connects, trains, and activates people in their partnership with God to work and in the engagement of the city well-being. And that's all over the world. Last Yesterday, we had this call with that community, and they're from New Zealand, the United Kingdom, the Netherlands, Germany, Canada, the United States. It's just crazy excitement when you go around the world and hear the stories of what God is doing. It's really hard to say, it's discouraged. So we do that. We've got an annual conference that gathers 200 plus like-minded business people in a corporate atmosphere of revelation, momentum, and activation. We have local workshops that connect, train, and activate around 50 business people with a focus on interaction and application. We've got a strategic and executive retreats for about 20 business leaders to get refreshed, refocused, and upgraded in their partnership with God at work. What's the point? It's all of those strategies leading to the objective for the year to call them into a greater measure of connection with God in their place of work. That's why we exist. What about you? The third objective for this year is to identify and develop leaders to disciple others. This is 2 Timothy 2.22. The things that you've heard among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who are able to teach others also. This is our growth strategy. It's how we're turning, we heard this from crowd to customers, from customers to clients, from clients to catalysts. They're going to multiply this wherever we go. So what does that look like? We're turning clients into catalysts. This is a deeper, more personalized approach to objective B, which was all about to give clarity and courage, the confidence to move forward. But this is a deeper, more personalized approach to that where we walk closely with a few people who are growing in their business and beginning to step into the calling of discipling their city community. And that could look like discipling employees. It could look like benevolence. It could look like uh, starting their own community city group. It could be hosting a, a workshop 
in their city. And you can see those heavenandbusiness.com backslash events. So what is that? We've got these mastermind groups, five business people. Uh, they're meeting twice a month. They're focused on application and integration of their partnership with God and business growth and influence. We've got individual advisory services focused on the fullness of friendship with God, business growth, and kingdom advancement in alignment with calling. If you want to jump into one of those, just contact us. Contact at kevinabusiness.com. You can find out more. And I'd love to turn you from a crowd to a customer, to a client, to a catalyst, to launch you into the fullness that God has for you in your assignment, calling, and vision. And so now it's your turn. So what is your personal business vision? Where do you see yourself in three to five years? Like maybe go further, 10 to 20 years. If you fully embraced all that God has said about you, the promises, the purposes, and what is in your heart, what would that fully look like? over the next 10 to 20 years. And here's the proviso. It's, it's got to scare you. It's got to be beyond your own ability. If it doesn't make you uncomfortable and awkward and a little bit vulnerable, when I say we want to connect, train, activate a million business people, initially it's like, I don't want to say that out loud because it's so far beyond my own ability. It is impossible. That's the point. With God, nothing's impossible. By myself, there's nothing I can do, but with him, nothing's impossible. So I want people to see that God must have been with you to accomplish this. Um, I'm pursuing excellence and integrity and intentionality, but the results of what I do and what we're doing, I want the, the world to see that I'm partnered with a limitless God with whom nothing is impossible. So we are faithfully stewarding our part and then trusting him that's going to multiply it far and beyond what we could ever ask, think, or imagine. So once you've written that down, what's your vision? Where do you see yourself at the end of this year, three to five years, 10 to 20 years? Once you've done that, break it down. Break down that objective into three objectives for this year that's going to move you towards that. I gave that example of the three for heaven and business, that the call the crowd to train, activate the few, and, to, and then take the, even the fewer than that and actually disciple them even more so to become catalysts. Those are three for me that's going to move me towards the big picture vision for the year and for the next 10, 20, 30 years. What about for you? What are those strategies that then you can underline the objectives? You can put that in there. Now, all of this is written down for you in a process that can help you. So if you haven't got that already, heavenandbusiness.com backslash decision dash guide that's a free gift for you so now you've got your values now you've got the the objectives for this year and you've got some strategies you've broken it down into some key actions or strategies that you're going to implement this year that's going to build into that now we've got those two how do we develop this decision making credo so now you've got that. What we're going to do is we're really just going to summarize all of what you've done till now and put it to a series of questions through which you can run your opportunities. I've got an example for you in the notes, and I'm going to walk you through that here, and then you're going to be equipped to do the same. So first, here's an example of the heaven and business credo. It's a decision-making guide. Imagine I've got, so here's an example. I've got 10 uh, invitations to do workshops, or I've got 10 people asking for advice. I cannot do it all. How do I decide which places to go or who I say yes to? So 
All of them would be fun, aligned with the big picture, and a good people. I cannot do them all. So I pause, I listen to the Holy Spirit, and I run the opportunities through the following framework. So what I've done is I've taken those values, and I've taken those objectives, and I align them, and you're going to hear that come through these seven simple questions. Number one, how is this calling and nurturing disciples? Is this taking people from crowd to customers? Is it taking them from customers to clients? Is it taking them from clients to catalysts? How is this moving someone forward? If it's not moving, is it just a vanity activity, ego metrics that I'm not interested in? Number two, how is this activating others? Who is the point person or the host? Is this about Andy? Is this about us? Or is it actually multiplying, training, and activating somebody else in this process? Number three, what is the measure of wisdom, peace, joy, hope, and power? That's all about our priority of the presence of God. Do I feel the life of God on this? Do I feel his presence leading? His presence goes with us and gives us rest. Am I walking in that? Or is this just some vain activity that feels good, looks good, sounds good, but is actually not aligned with what we're called to do? So number four, what does Jesus say? What does the Holy Spirit say about this? Our priority of being spirit-led that all the decisions that we're making, I want to lean into what he says. Now, here's the proviso in all of this. I don't live by the credo alone, by the business plan alone, by the principles alone, but by what he has said. So if the Holy Spirit's directing you to do something, you don't need to walk through this process. You just say yes and obey because one word from him trumps everything else. So number four for me, what is the Holy Spirit saying? Uh, am I still listening? Don't stop listening. It's a continual process. The priority of being spirit-led. Number five, what is the level of confident peace versus restless anxiety? Am I operating out of my own ability, grinding, striving, hustling, or am I operating this? It could be hard work. It could be challenging. It can be facing my fears, but actually I'm leaning in to God's ability in me. Jesus said, of myself, I can do nothing, but remain in me. My words remain in you, and you're going to kill it. You're going to nail it. You're going to produce much fruit. But the core of it is my identity, my value is already established. I'm loved. I'm accepted. I'm adored. I'm connected. God is with me. I'm not afraid, and we can do this. But it's coming out of that overflow, not of trying to obtain something to prove to you how awesome I am. No. He's already made me. I'm a child of God. I get to do this. Number six, what is the end result? If I say yes to this situation, what is the end result? What will the fruit be? Will it produce fruit? Is this good and fruitful soil? How do I know that? Here's a little insight. If someone asks you to do something, oh, yeah, we'd love to have you do this. We want to work with you. We want to be a customer. Give them something small to do. See what they do with it. If they never do it, it's not good soil. But if you give them something, say, hey, go away, just read this, get back to me, do just something small, and they action it immediately and timely, you know that that's something that you're going to better then work with. I don't want to spend my time investing in someone that's not going to change and face their own stuff and grow. I've got so many others that I can spend time with. So a growth mindset comes into that as an outworking. What does it look like? It's a core value of transformation. This has to result in something. I'm going to be obedient with what I'm doing today. 
but what is the fruit? Is that producing fruit or I need to relook at what we're doing? And number seven, how is this affecting the well-being of the city community? Our value of transformation as an outcome. So that's an example for heaven and business. I've gone through an example of our values, our vision, objectives, and strategies. I'll give you an example of the credo for heaven and business of how we're making decisions. And now it's time for you. So uh, if you run an opportunity through all of this and still come up with a big yes, 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 but you just can't physically do it all, that's probably a decision of timing. So for example, we went to New Zealand, we did an executive retreat uh, in December of last year. It was like, but all counts, it was a winner. Yes, 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 yes. The fruit, uh, the results, the connections, uh, activations, training, all of it was like game on. This is going to work. But I, so I'm saying, yes, people are saying, do it again, do it again. I'm like, uh, yes, but I do not physically have the time this year. So talking with my stakeholders, that's my wife, my kids, my team, and the other commitments that we have for this year, and we're not going to do it in, in this year. We've pushed off to January 2024. And the second thing is there's a greater hunger and demand in Australia. So we're going to do it in Australia rather than New Zealand. So it's your turn. Look back over your values and objectives. When you have opportunities, deals, and ideas, what key questions do you need to ask of yourself to keep you in alignment with values and objectives? Write these down. Then go back over them. Put them in order that is most appropriate for you and run an example through, just like I did, to see whether is that going to work. Now, I just said already, following the voice of God trumps all of this. So if you hear him saying something, just do what he says, and you'll never regret that. But in, if you've got a clear thing, clear answer, this process is going to really help you. That has really helped you. It's really helped us in doing this. I trust this is a value to you. Uh, if you want to find out more, don't hesitate. Jump on to heavenofbusiness.com. Meet us at one of our in-person events coming up all over the country and internationally this coming year, all in alignment with those three objectives. If you haven't done it already, jump on to heavenofbusiness.com backslash decision dash guide and download that content that's going to really help you grow. Have a great week.